Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is the Broken Faith Podcast. This is episode Who Cares um, number wise. And uh, if you're still listening, you're one of the same. Oh, he's looking it up right I'm now. I'm going to look it up because I... we're getting close. I want to. Um... Let's see. So he's gonna get there. Uh, ninety six. So this is ninety seven. No, this is ninety six. Huh. When we do our hundredth episode, we should retire. <laughs> we gotta do something big though for number one hundred. How about we'll actually have like a biblical conversation? <laughs> well, this one <clears throat> is one we're gonna do today um, that. Most of you after hearing this will probably stop listening before we even get to 100. <laughs> um, our takes on what we're going to share, um, a lot of people don't like. It is what it is. I'm talking about Christmas. Christmas. Nobody and, likes Christmas. And we're going to be talking about the holidays, and we're going to be talking about the church, and how they all are coupled together, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um how the church responds during Christmas time today, and how each individual as a Christian treats it, and how I think maybe, or how we think maybe they should treat it during this time. <clears throat> Noah's going to start with the history, because, you know, we're big history buffs here. <laughs> we, oh, yeah. I, I do like history, but I do think it's worth knowing kind of how we got to Christmas today, in a very general sense. I'm not going to spend too much time, but... I think it's worth knowing because it helps to kind of give some idea of why there's issues in the church today over Christmas and whatnot. Because I don't think it's anything new, you know, looking at the history. I mean, what we're questioning today is not anything new. This has been going on for a long time. Um, but real quick, just some stats. Uh, it's always good to have some numbers to start off. 90% of people in America celebrate Christmas. It's pretty good. I don't know what the ten percent who don't celebrate Christmas are doing. Well, they probably They're probably all Jehovah Witnesses, but or they or they celebrate like Hanukkah or they <laughs> that's celebrate true. some other that's Kwanzaa. That is very fair. I just assumed it was like ten percent of Jehovah Witnesses. <laughs> or people like you who have but, nobody in their life. But only forty six percent say they do it for religious <clears throat> reasons. Um so a little bit less than half, which is kinda in line with about how many people are religious. But um the average amount of money spent on Christmas gifts is close to a thousand dollars last year, which is quite a lot. I mean, a thousand dollars is way more than I would spend on somebody. I probably—it's going to sound <laughs> hypocritical with what I'm going to say later, <clears throat> but I probably spent like between three and four hundred dollars. That's not bad. I but mean, like, this granted, is the average. So, granted, it's, you know, one, two, mom, dad. Two brothers and a sister, three, four, five. Um, they're all married, so six, the seven, lives, eight. Yeah. Then eleven, and then nine nieces, <laughs> seventeen, two nephews, eighteen, nineteen, and then my girlfriend, twenty. So, and then maybe a friend or two, maybe not. So, twenty-ish. Yeah. So that's that's about fair. Um, last year, though, in general, overall, last year. <clears throat> Um, Americans spent $886 billion on Christmas. And this year, the estimate is anywhere from 942 to $966 billion. Sounds like the amount of money that gets spent during election season. 
probably a fraction <laughs> of what gets spent. Um, but yeah, those are just some numbers I found when I was looking stuff up and just a crazy amount of money that gets spent, which I think goes to show how at least the last like couple of decades, it's really become like a, a consumer holiday. You know, as time goes on, you know, it's all about the gifts and the decorations and the, the feasts and it is becoming less and less about what it's supposed to be, which is kind of what we're going to talk about. Um, but I do want to take a look at the history and kind of how we got to where we are today because I think it's worth looking at. So obviously you have the Christmas story in Scripture, right? You have the birth and everything that goes on there, your shepherds, your magi, the, the whole thing, right? And after that, that's pretty much it for a couple hundred years. There was no celebration of it. There was no real event to celebrate the birth beyond just some, you know, maybe once a year remembrance. Um, it's not until around 336 uh, AD that after Rome is, you know, an officially a Christian nation, right? Christianity is the official state religion of Rome, that some people get together to pinpoint when Christmas is to be celebrated, and they choose December 25th. Uh, the reason they chose December 25th is because Rome had a um, a festival that they had done previous to this point called Saturnalia, which some people might have heard of, some might not have, but they celebrate it from the 17th to the 23rd of December. Um, and it's basically uh, celebrating the god Saturn and yada, yada, yada. But some of the key features of the celebration were public banquets, gift-giving, um, the... There was role reversal, so servants would be allowed to dine with the masters. Sometimes the masters would even serve the servants for this period of time. I love role reversal. Oh, yeah. It's great. And there was also a king of Saturnalia who was basically this guy that would be chosen who would give orders, pull pranks on people, um, which actually happened. And all this was concluded on the... uh, the winter solstice, which was on December 25th, right? The the new sun. Um, and so this celebration had gone on for hundreds of years prior, but when Christianity was finally the official state religion, they wanted to try to take this celebration and make it a more Christian event. And it also was around that time when some of the early Christian uh, leaders felt that that was when Jesus was born. So it just made sense to make this celebration into Christmas and that's what it was and some of those things obviously we still see today the banquets the you know the feasts the kind of the gift giving some of that stuff still exists today Um, so that's when the date was set was around 330 AD Uh, but it really wasn't a big celebration you know less people celebrated the old festival but Christmas still wasn't super popular until later on in history. Um, but as the Roman Empire spread, Christianity spread, and so a lot of these different groups in like Germany, France, England started to become Christian. And so you see more of these traditions start to get funneled in, uh, like the Christmas trees, right? It was a Germanic thing where they would take these pine trees and they'd put nuts and berries and little trinkets on their trees around wintertime. Um, we see that today. Uh, 
some of the druids in England would use mistletoes. They like they would hang the mistletoe on the doors because they believed it kept like evil spirits or whatever out of their house, which is why That's I pretty true. I put mistletoe up so Marky doesn't come into my house. Um, wow, and- your first joke, ninety six <laughs> episodes, ninety six episodes. Everybody He's got his first joke. Um, but yeah, so obviously we see some of these traditions still today: the Christmas tree, the mistletoe, the the gift giving. Um, and you know, some Christians today still feel like we shouldn't celebrate Christmas because of that reason. Same reason people don't like celebrating, say, celebrating uh, Halloween or having anything to do with Halloween because of those pagan roots in it. But I don't think that's that big of an issue. Um, so Christianity spreads, Christmas spreads, all these different traditions get muddled in together, but it's still not like a big deal until. Around 800 AD, when Charlemagne gets crowned emperor of the Holy Roman Empire, history stuff. Uh, but he gets crowned on Christmas Day, uh, for whatever reason. Um, and so that kind of made it a popular thing again for hundreds of years until the Reformation. That's when things get, you know, issues with Christmas. Because a lot of the Protestants coming out of the Reformation felt like Christmas was a Catholic holiday. And obviously, they don't want nothing to do with Catholics. So, um, a lot of these Protestant groups just didn't celebrate Christmas. They just they felt it was unnecessary. They felt it wasn't scriptural, wasn't biblically based, and it was too much of a Catholic holiday. Um, in fact, it, for a time, it was banned in England. They banned Amen. Christmas um, in Massachusetts. It was actually banned for like forty years in the 1600s. You couldn't celebrate Christmas. And, yeah, a lot of Protestants just did not want to celebrate Christmas. Um, And it wasn't until, like, the 1900s that Christmas kind of became popular again. You had Charles Dickens. He wrote, um, what's that book called? Christmas Carol. I was about Um, to say. I I couldn't remember what it was called. Um, You know, he wrote books like, yeah, the Christmas Carol. So, like, Christmas kind of became a family thing, and it became about family values, which is kind of what we know of it today, right? You get family, and it's about being a good person, and yada, yada, yada. And that's kind of brings us up to today. And I find all this history interesting because for a lot of the time, you know, Christmas really wasn't this mainstay of culture that we think of it today. You know, where it had periods of time where it was a big deal, but this period of time in winter has always been a point of celebration for various cultures, right? Outside of just Christianity, you know, it's common for winter to be a time to celebrate because you have, you know, the coming harvest in spring. You have, um, you know, there's not much work that can be done anyways because everything is frozen. So it was natural for these celebrations to occur. And, you know, like I said, a lot of these Protestants just didn't like Christmas because there was a lot of drinking. There was a lot of, you know rubble rousing that would go on and they deemed it to be kind of just a negative holiday and they felt like it it diluted what it was meant to be and i think we kind of see that today where you see christmas being a time of consumerism and you know just all about spending the money on gifts and yeah there's some good stuff in that being with family but we have lost what it means to to celebrate Christmas, right? The point of it. Um, and I have some more thoughts that I, I think I'll wait to share about kind of where we go 
from here. But I, I, I wanted to share this history because I think it's interesting how, you know, we viewed Christmas over this time. And, and the way we get our traditions, even the, the history of like Santa Claus is pretty interesting going from St. Nick to Santa Claus and all that. And, you know, a lot of what we have today when we think of Christmas isn't really rooted in scripture. Obviously, Christmas trees are not in scripture and you know, there are a lot of things that we think of that were not in in the Bible story of Christmas, yet we still do today anyways. Um, but that's not my issue with Christmas, so I'll save that for what's next. So, because <clears throat> I do assume we're on the same page, so. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, so my problem with Christmas, because you gave the history. <laughs> I, I have a few problems with Christmas. I know people listening to say it's hypocritical because I still partake in Christmas. Fair. It, okay, that is what it is. So, But in this season, I feel like we have put our attention uh, more on Christmas over our attention that needs to be on the cross. Mm. We, we have put our attention on Christmas over our attention on the cross. We, we you know, Christmas Eve service comes, we dress up. Even I dress up, people. We do, we do these things. We light the candles, you know, in our sanctuary. And I've had talks with my pops, his head pastor. And why do we have, like, the dang Christmas tree on the stage? Yeah. You know, like, and I've told him that. For, like, every year I tell him that, like, why? And then it's walking the cross. And then, you know, somewhat off topic, but, I mean, I say the same thing about the American flag. Why do we have the American <laughs> flag on stage. the stage? It's like we put the flag over face sometimes, but it's like we're putting Christmas over the cross. You know, it's consumerism. Yeah, I feel like, and I have here, um, you know, consumerism brings no security in life. Mm. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Psalm sixty-two, ten. Um, the merchandise we amass today can be gone tomorrow. If you look at Psalms 119.36, turn my heart toward your statues and not toward selfish gain. Um, the other thing is, um, godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we'll be content with that. 1 Timothy 6, 6-8. through mm. I think the problem lies is sometimes, um, you know, we get caught up in... Gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give and you can say, no, no, I'm I'm giving all these gifts and this and that. But I do get the vibe that we give all these gifts because we want people to see it. Or like, you might say, oh, it's for my family. But you want, like when we wrap the gifts, right? And then we, we hand, you know, on Christmas Day we come, hand one gift to your dad. And you watch him open it up. And you want to see what he's going to, what his reaction is going to be. Sure. You know, to your nieces, to your nephews, to your mom, your dad, whoever, you know, you want you want to see the reaction they're going to have. And part of the reason you buy those gifts is, yeah, you can say, well, yeah, it's not for me, but you're trying to get a reaction out of it. Yeah. If you, if you bought some gifts, wrapped them up, and found a way to just, you know, pass them out somehow without anyone knowing you got them for them, and they would never know, would... You know, 
would you be how many americans would be content with that not many not many <laughs> they might say no i would know because they want to know yeah now on top of that how many kids like oh, i want this i want that for christmas and you say oh, yeah well they're kids but we're raising a generation where it's where it's about the give me give me give me okay what do you want for christmas what do you want for christmas you know and even the last few years like it my parents have asked me a million times i don't want anything just yeah, like leaving alone. I'll show yeah. up to whatever day and time we're meeting, but leave me alone. I don't want anything. And then they keep badgering me, so then I say some stuff, for sure. You know, I'm not going to lie. But it's consumerism. Um, the, the Bible does not use the term consumerism, but it definitely speaks that type of attitude. Jesus warned, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Luke twelve fifteen. An abundance of possessions is what consumerism is all about. But those who pursue that path are missing the point of life. I have a buddy who hates the holidays. like, And they kind of all bunch up a little bit. You got leading up to the end of October, you have Halloween, Halloween Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Christmas. And he said, my buddy said, he worked in retail for 30 plus years. He hates, he hates the holiday season because of those things. Yeah. The greed of people. The pushing down of doors on like Black, Black Friday, Friday yeah. and doing these things because it's about give me, give me, give me. And you say, oh, but it's for someone else. Give me, give me, give me to give to someone else. And it just bothers me. Um, in this season, we have put way too much attention on looking forward to gift giving and presents instead of looking to the Gospels and His, and his eternal gracious presence. Mm. So they're, we're talking about gift giving and presents, like you yes, know, yes, things yes. you get, but eternal gracious presence, his presence. I got it. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. I was thinking about that. I wrote that. It was good. But <laughs> it's good. but it but it, but it's true. Yeah. We, we we think about gift giving. Oh, who can I get gifts for this and that? Or we think of the you know, what what are we, the presents for instead of using this time as a way to present the gospel in a unique way. Yeah. Instead of ushering in this time period to to find another outlet to bring in his presence so the lost can feel something different. It's Christmas versus Christianity. Mm. It's the worldly giving versus the eternal giver. We're leading towards death and damnation instead of rebirth and salvation. So that that's kind of like where there's this war. And people say, yeah, you're right, there is this war on Christmas. And it's middle-aged, you know... Female Republicans saying they're taking out Christ out of Christmas. Man, we took out Christ out of Christmas years ago. The moment we started spending hundreds of dollars at Walmart right. for our family on Chris for Chris on Christmas yeah. gifts. Yeah, you know, real quick, when you said that taking Christ out of Christmas, it reminds me of a song lyric I heard from a Christian rapper where he said, "Nobody cares if they take Christ out of Christmas if they can't see Christ in you." No. And it's like, yeah, nobody's going to care if you're saying that when you're not actually yeah. being a good Christian. Nobody cares about Christmas if nobody wants to be a Christian. But they made the war on Christmas <laughs> yeah, political. Yeah, yeah. And that goes back to many you know, side points in different episodes, maybe even whole point episodes, where we've made the church too political. Sure. And Christmas becomes a part of that politicalness, or right. if that's even a word, whatever. <laughs> you know, and that that's what... It is. It's like it's. We're all about. We want to give. Oh, I'm giving. You know. But yet the Bible. Even I don't know. I don't have the verse on me directly. But when it you know talks about like do it in secret, right? Yeah. 
do these things in secret. Now, at the end of the day, if some like celebrity came to our church and said, hey, I'm giving you guys a million dollars, and they, to our youth ministry or something, and they had all these cameras, and they're all over the news, I wouldn't be like, hey, no, you're just doing this for greed and attention for whatever reason. We're not accepting. No, of course we would accept. Why? Yeah. Because the youth house, and they could have, they could have, everyone could go to camp for free that year. You yeah. could do so many different things. Of course we would take it. Who wouldn't? Their motivation would probably be wrong, but who wouldn't? Of course, if someone gives me a gift on Christmas, yeah, of course it, yeah. I'm going to take it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be thankful for it. But in reality, as crazy as it sounds, I'd rather not have any of this. Sure. I, you know, use it as look. I don't. I definitely don't mind the day off work for sure. But use it as a time where we can fellowship with one another. Use it as as in the season, you know, after Thanksgiving. Use this month to somehow come up with maybe strategic ways to reach more people, you know, for the gospel. And, and as and as um, what's the last one? Let's say the, the the word I'm 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 thinking of not to get like super. What's the word for rulesy in Christianity? Uh, legalistic. Thank you. <laughs> legalistic. Like I don't care if you just say, "Hey, we're gonna do some outreach." And we're going to have hot chocolate games. Uh, the old people would know this one, roast chestnuts over Ooh. fire. We're going to do all these different things outside the church building to reach people. Hey, great. But um, how, many, um, how many churches don't do that? But what they do is they fill up their sanctuary with Christmas trees and, and different Christmas lightings and things like that. And we think that's what we need. It's like sure. we talk about... Invite your friends and family. You know, we're, this is the time to reach people for Jesus. Yet, what is our church, what is the church doing to like amp that up to like, like I can understand if you're having some really good, maybe guest speaker who's known for like, you know, the prophetic or healings and, and we're bringing them in and you say, bring your friends and family because we got this person coming, like, there's a different thing. Or, hey, start bringing the youth to church this summer. Bring your kids, because we're going to have youth camp. We're going to have, right. you have all these things. But what do we say around Christmas? Come to, bring them to church, blah, blah, blah. And then what do we do? We just put up a Christmas tree. You know, like, the Christmas tree doesn't reach people with the gospel. Sure. It's just a Christmas tree. It's just a presentation. It's 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 nothing. It It, it bothers me that sometimes... We do those things. Like we say, our church says we we try our best to keep politics out of our messages, out of the announcements. Out of, we don't tell you who to vote for. Yet we put up things like the Christmas tree on there. And, and it's like, just leave it out. I think we need to be doing more things outside the church in yeah. this season than we need to be decorating our inside church. Yeah, We need to be doing more things. And yes, hypocritical, because what, what the F have I done? I haven't done much, <laughs> you know. But I made it a point recently, Christmas aside, to go through my phone every couple of days, like, there's someone, and then I'll just send them a text, hey, how's it going, blah, 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 you know, these different things, because there are people who don't have family during the holiday season, and if we, had, if we hadn't treated Christmas years ago like this big thing where you have to spend it with family, and you have to give each other gifts, and you have to have a nice dinner, then people wouldn't feel so lousy and bad. You wouldn't see suicides during the holidays as much. You wouldn't see all of these terrible things and emotions of and people getting triggered 
because we've evolved Christmas in some big ordeal where we have to be around a lot of people, a lot of gift giving and possessions, and a lot of things that really Jesus doesn't care about. Jesus yeah. could care less about your Christmas tree. Jesus could care less about your Western culture uh, and what you think what you think we need to do. America is not number one in God's eyes, and we are not the nation that's going to save everybody. Or we're, you know, or if America goes down, then then the whole world goes down, and no one's going to accept Jesus. Like get over it. <laughs> Jesus could care less about our Christmas cultures. What he cares about is lost souls. Yeah. And what are we doing to combat that? What are we doing to reach those people aside from just giving them a gift on the day we see them, you know, for Christmas time? Yeah. You, you got them a watch or you got them a DVD or you got them a book or you got them some electronic or, or whatever. You got them something. But was their heart radically changed by that? Because giving a gift is the norm. But why don't we start making the norm, telling people our testimony, telling people about Jesus during this holiday season? Yeah. Why don't we make the norm, inviting them to inviting them over for a cup of coffee or dinner, and telling them about Jesus? You know, having relationship with them instead of spending hundreds upon hundreds upon thousands upon thousands of dollars on people. You know, we're trying to spend all this money to impress people to fit in. Or, you know, oh, well, if everyone else is getting gifts, i got to get everyone gifts. It's like this standard we have set. And it's and it, to me, it's killing Christianity. It's killing what, what opportunity we have during this season. Am I against gift giving? <clears throat> no. Am I against some of these things? No. But the attitude we have put behind it has helped slaughter our culture. There's a reason you see so many fake and phony Christians show up on Christmas Eve to a service. Because it's about the culture than it is actually about its presence. Yeah. It's about the added the worldly attitude we have. You know, where you see you'll see on Instagram people who are your friends who you know never go to church. They'll have they'll be dressed up with their family and it'll say hashtag Jesus birthday or something. Hashtag Merry Christmas. And, and they're at, like, they're behind a church building, you know, taking their picture. It's like, come on. Right. I hope the church preaches the gospel and doesn't, doesn't do some goofy high-tech play. I've seen videos out there of, you know, for this year where there's churches and they have, maybe you've seen where that, they have, like, drummers on these zip lines oh, in the sanctuary. I saw that and, and, video, and yeah. And they're hitting, the, and I'm like, like this <laughs> is what effing Christmas has become. <laughs> and, yes, I know you guys don't like it. When I use the letter F, but I'm keeping it real. It bothers me so much that our churches have put more money into Christmas right. productions. Our churches have put more money into phony, fake, whack, you know, Christmas series where we, where we like, for the month of December, we are going to do a Christmas series. And each message is based off some Christmas movie. And we are going to take <laughs> our points from that Christmas movie like one message, one church did a message, and, and the title was Home Alone. It had to do about the movie Home Alone. What spiritual pieces from the Bible can we take out of that freaking movie? Right. This is what Christmas has become in the church. Is we're spending all our money on each other. We're spending all our money on church production. We're spending all of our money on all these things that don't gain new believers, but just boost up the ego of people who claim to follow Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, I saw that video posted on Facebook and the person put the caption like, imagine if you were Jesus and you walk into a church. Exactly. And you just see your name 
on some massive LED display with drummers hanging from the ceiling. How would you feel? This was a legitimate church. This is a real video. video. It's a real thing. Absolutely insane. One more more thing, thinking of that. So there's two churches (laughs) in the valley. Yes, you can say I'm calling them out. I'm not going to say their name. There's one church in the valley. Their sign, you've probably seen the sign, big church, says uh, Christmas tree lighting, December, whatever. You know, and yet on the list of things for this tree lighting is, you know, they're having like a petting zoo. Nice. They're having, I think it was like some games and candy and, and they might even have vendors coming through. And I'm like, look, I'm all for reaching the community, but this just seems like a lot of fluff. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the petting zoo is probably the most biblically accurate thing they could do there, there, there's, there's animals at the birth so <laughs> there's another <laughs> one and i know no one from this church is listening well, hopefully we want but their 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 sign they put up like a sign outside their church says the story of christmas and it and it says like december 24th and the service times for their christmas eve services and then also we'll have and it says like a dunk tank uh oh. uh a petting zoo. I think one was like a, a corn maze or something like all these fun activities in between the Christmas Eve services. I'm like, but when I read the story of Christmas and then I see all these things below, I'm like, none of that. It, yeah. It has to do with this. And again, I'm all for reaching the community. I just, and outside the church, I am happy that you're reaching the community. It just seems ironic that we've lost the true meaning and the most effective way of how we should reach the community. Because I guarantee you that tree lighting at that church, there's going to be no mention of the gospel. I guarantee it. It's going to be a bunch of games and vendors and a Christmas tree lighting and maybe a few words from the pastor on a stage for two minutes thanking everyone for being here. That's it. I guarantee you. So what's the point of it if you all you know is, oh, hey, that church, they're going to do like a petting, let's take the kids. And you can say, but... That's that's good. Like when we did the trunk or treat on our church, that's good. I'm all for doing community things, but how many people actually have come to our church since the trunk or treat? Not a lot. Yeah. There's more effective ways if we just truly stick to the Bible itself. That's all we should need to reach people. But we've tried to modernize how we evangelize and try to use techniques that aren't in the Bible because for some reason we don't think that the techniques in the Bible are enough. They're outdated and they don't work. And it's the stupidest thing, and we do it in Christmas, and... Yeah, um, I got a lot to say, so I'm going to try not to forget anything. Amen. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with everything you said, and I think if I could sum up some of it is that we've diluted the point of Christmas by Amen. having all the decorations, having all the events, you know, having the tree lightings. It, it dilutes what the whole point is, and that's kind of the heart of this whole issue. Um but I, I, I agree there are better ways to reach people than these events. Um, I think just simple street evangelism, in my experience, has always been far more effective than any, if any okay. event our church has ever, not to knock anything our church has done. You know, we put a lot of effort into doing some of these events, and they have had success. But the times we've done street evangelism has always, in my opinion, been mm-hmm. far more effective than any event that's been put on. Um, the other thing I was thinking of is, you know, the, the two big Christian holidays in the year is Easter and Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And both are experiencing the same problem of 
consumerism and devaluing and diluting the the message. But you know, thinking about this message and or this topic, and you know, I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks now. Before you even mentioned it, I always kind of I was thinking like it's weird that Christmas has become the big Christian holiday, right? Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, Easter is far more important. I yeah. think. You know, Jesus actually dying on the cross and resurrecting is infinitely more important than his birth. We celebrate Christmas right? for a month for some people. We right, almost Easter a whole for, month for like a the day weekend. Or two. Yeah. yeah, and obviously the birth is important, right? That's where it starts, but everything is pointing towards the death and resurrection. Mm-hmm. Like that's the big crux of the Bible is that moment. Yet it's regulated to a, a weekend versus a whole month for Christmas. And I think that just speaks to this diluting of the whole point of the message and how all the outside influences have come into Christmas and made it into what it is. And I guess that's sort of the double edge of, you know, going back to a little bit of the history, right? The initial start of Christmas was to take a pagan holiday and make it a Christian one to reach those pagan tribes. And it worked, right? A lot, almost the entirety of Europe became Christian in these following years and it worked because what was once a pagan holiday well now it's christian so i guess i'll do the christian holiday the double edge to that is all those influences and those pagan traditions start to come in and it dilutes the point of it right again the christmas tree for example you know we put so much emphasis on the decoration of the christmas tree that it takes the center point of the stage when the christmas tree is a Germanic practice that has nothing to do with scripture or the Bible or anything like it would be silly but it would make more sense to put a massive feeding trough there (laughs) right than it would be to put a Christmas tree you know because at least the feeding trough is somewhat biblically accurate you know like I said as funny as it is the petting zoo makes more sense because there are animals at the birth of Jesus Christ than anything else that we do Mm -hmm. it made more sense to put animals on stage than Christmas trees but the Christmas tree is obviously better to look at. It's nicer, it's prettier, so it, it, it takes the stage over what is actually in Scripture. I might be prettier to look at. doesn't mean I'm on stage. <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. Um, but I, I was talking to somebody about this a couple weeks ago. Um, kind of, it, it, we were talking more generally about the Christian church and the holidays that we celebrate, and he was kind of of the belief that we should have more respect for some of the uh, Jewish holidays as Christians, even going so far as to, you know, have the Sabbath on Saturdays and recognize it and celebrate Passover, things like that. And I didn't really agree with him on that regards, but in that same vein, he kind of was on our greens that Christmas really shouldn't be celebrated at all and that it's overblown. And I thought about it, and I did when think about, like, the Old Testament holidays, right? God makes it a point to tell the Jewish people this is something to celebrate, right? Yeah. Whether we do or not today is a discussion for another time, but he did say like Passover, like this is something to remember. So next year, when your kids ask you, why do we celebrate this? You can tell them, well, it's because we were in Egypt, we were slaves, yada, 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 here we are today. And in 20 years, your kids ask, why do we celebrate Passover? Well, this is Hawaii, yada, yada, yada. And... A couple times, God says, remember this occasion. Mm -hmm. But when you get to the New Testament, Jesus doesn't say, oh yeah, by the way, remember when I was born. 
right? He doesn't tell us the day. He doesn't tell us really. We don't really get anything beyond what's given to us by Matthew and Luke, which is, you know, honestly quite vague when you consider some of the other events that take place. And Jesus never says, make sure you celebrate my birth. You know, even the resurrection, he doesn't say, this is the day, this is something to remember. Because it's not, because it's, he try, he doesn't want to make it about himself. Exactly. And you know, the one thing Jesus does tell us to do after he's gone is communion. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I can think of in the entirety of the New Testament that we are told to do again is communion because it's an act of remembrance. Obviously, the communion isn't special. The, you know, we're not Catholics. There's nothing special about the bread or the wine, but it's an act of remembrance to say, I'm going to do this so I can remember that occasion of his death and his resurrection but that's the only thing jesus says do this again Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying we need to completely throw out christmas you know i'm not gonna go that far but to that point i think it's worth knowing that this is not something that jesus put emphasis on this was not something he really cared about i mean the only reason we really have christmas is again because it was a way to take pagan celebrations and make them christian Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that but it dilutes the point as those traditions grow and those celebrations grow i mean because it can be a good technique like what we do for halloween right you know we don't want to necessarily celebrate halloween but if people are going to celebrate it we might as well be involved right that makes sense to me but we we've kind of lost that point and we've turned it into a consumer holiday we've turned it into something that it isn't and where we go from there is kind of hard to say but i think what matters is like you said focusing on other methods to reach people not relying on the christmas holiday in of itself to be the tool to reach people yeah. so that's all we rely on is oh well it's christmas people are going to come to church that's all we need that's not going to be enough that's not going to get them to stay that's not going to might even not get them to come in at all, right? I, I think we need to operate basically the same year-round, regardless of what season it is. We should celebrate Jesus' birth year-round, right? We should celebrate his death year-round. Well, not celebrate death, but the resurrection year-round. Wow. You know, we should partake communion year-round, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing should change because, like, oh, we, we only do communion once a month. Oh, it's Christmas, now it's all about the birth, and then it's back to whatever. It's like, no, it should be just... The same year round. I, in my opinion, I don't see Christmas should have the value that it has. And this is something I've only kind of the last few months have really came to that conclusion where it just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's it's good in the sense that it it can be a tool to bring the gospel message to unbelievers, but it's so easy to lose that message behind everything else. And again, I don't really know how to go from here because if we just ignore Christmas entirely, then we alienate ourselves from the 90% of Americans who do celebrate Christmas. But if we continue on the path we're going, then we continue to dilute it and continue to lose that message, you know. And, And you do kind of get to that point of, well, they're taking Christ out of Christmas, which just makes us seem out of touch. It makes Christians seem like either too political or too just out of touch is the best word I can think of. If we get so focused on trying to make Christmas what it we think it is, then we'd lose touch with people. If we 
allow Christmas to continue diluted. We lose touch with people. It's a lose-lose situation that I really don't know how to move forward beyond, like you said, just take personal action to reach people, right? Take Make personal changes and keep ourselves accountable first and foremost. It's like you're... You know, your dad was doing a series on revival, and he said it starts with you first. Then it goes to the church and on and on and on. But it starts with you, the singular believer, first. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the same thing where regardless of how we feel about Christmas, it's going to start with us. It's not going to start with the government or Or the the church as whole or whatever. It's going to start with you reaching people personally, you know, having your own mind made up on what Christmas means and what it means to you and how you feel about it all and then going from there, right? We can't Mm -hmm. expect to have huge changes or whatever just overnight. So that's kind of, I guess, in a way, my final thoughts is that regardless of how you feel about Christmas, you, you need to look at yourself in your own sphere first, right? If you think we need to do more with Christmas, you think Christmas is fine as it is, I'm not going to stop you, but understand, you know, some of these issues. And if you're to the extreme other side where you think we should do away with Christmas entirely, understand, again, it's not that easy and start with yourself first. So. And if you're going to, like, say, okay, we're getting rid of Christmas completely in our church or whatever, okay, what are you doing to replace that? Exactly, yeah. And what are you doing to, to, to still reach people? Because if you say we're taking out Christmas, but you don't do anything. Right. What's the point? <laughs> Might as well just keep doing what you're doing now with Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And, and again, yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying is that it doesn't matter how you feel or what you do with Christmas if you yourself aren't trying to reach people and trying to maintain the message of the gospel. And, you know, I, I guess to use the old adage of what would Jesus do, Right. You know, how would he feel about Christmas? You know, how is, you know, he never talks about his birth. He doesn't really make a big deal about it. He doesn't mention it to people. It's all about the message of the gospel. Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe he died for your sins? Do you accept he's resurrected? And will you seek forgiveness, right? That's what matters, you know. His birth, when it happened, where it was, who was there, who wasn't there. That stuff doesn't really matter. You know, I mean, we didn't even touch on the fact that he was probably born in the spring, but you know, that's a, a mute point. At this yeah. at this point in time, it doesn't even matter when he was born. Because people don't care you know, about the actual birth. Right. That, I guess time. that's, to add to that point, is that it is about the holiday of Christmas than it is about his actual birth. Um, so, yeah, so my final point is, you know, make the change in yourself first and in your sphere of influence first, regardless of how you feel about Christmas. You know, reach people and start with yourself if i'm telling you now (laughs) that people hanging from the rafters you know with little drummer little drummer boys (laughs) is not reaching people for jesus it's just reaching your staff's ego okay and doing doing these things out in your church's front yard or grassy area or in the church's parking lot if the gospel is not presented while you're doing the the animal petting, if you got if the gospel is not presented when you have these vendors and they're giving out stuff or a corn maze or, or fun things, if the gospel is not presented, 
then what does it matter? Yeah. When we did our trunk or treat event at our church, we had a guy or two walking around just trying to get to know new people, say hi, getting to pray with some of them. We even had a prayer booth and we had a lady giving out free Christian books yeah. and content. We weren't just, hey, here's some candy, you Play won this game. game. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Like, no, the gospel was preached. We yeah. talked to people, whether they came or not, whether it's worth it to do it or not, a different story. But the gospel was preached. The gospel was talked about. You can do all these events on the lawn. Hey, I think we should do something outside the church. But it has to involve the gospel. Yeah. It has to involve reaching people with the gospel. And when you do these fun events, all you're doing is just inviting the spirit of Christmas in their heart when we should be inviting the spirit of Jesus Christ in their heart. Mm. But what the F do I know? People don't <laughs> listen anyways. It, it's People are going to be against us on this because they'll go, oh, you guys kind of missed the mark on that one. But I still enjoy listening. <laughs> you know, we can, we can picture who would say some of those things. And it's like, but I'm just keeping it real. I'm keeping it 100. That's how it is. Um, you know, like I said, it's Christmas versus Christianity. It's the worldly giving versus the eternal giver. We're leaning towards death and damnation instead of rebirth and salvation. We should mm. be talking about how you can have a rebirth. We should be talking about how you can be saved instead of basically promoting everything but the gospel and any, anything and everything that's not the gospel in Jesus leads to death and damnation. So what are we doing here? We have put our attention more on Christmas over our attention that should be on the cross. Mm. And even when you talked about Easter, we bring up the cross for like that week. Yeah. That Good Friday and, and maybe your church has a few other things and then the Easter weekend services. But our attention should be on the cross and what it means and how your eternity is at hand. Over some Christmas tree where we put some lights and ornaments and things like that. We have too much. We have put too much attention on the gift giving and the presence instead of looking to the gospels and God's eternal gracious presence. Mm. So that's my final words. Thank you guys for listening. This is the Brokenness of Faith podcast. Please, please, please tell us if you see us in person how much you didn't you don't agree <laughs> with us because it just fuels the fire to do the remaining four episodes and probably we'll do more. Who knows? Thank you guys for listening. This is the Brokenness of Faith podcast. Deuces. Peace.